Hello, everyone. Oh, I am feeling perky about this. This is this is episode one of my brand new podcast, Hot Cont, with me, Haley Hoff. Welcome, 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 welcome. What an honor it is to be here. What an honor it is to have you here. I am so thrilled for this. Woo! Okay, so um, yeah, what is Hot Cont? Well, do I have to do I have to spell it out for you? Um, hot content. Today and every day that we do this podcast, I say we metaphorically, me and you and whoever is around in my energy, my energy bubble, (laughs) we are going to be talking about culture, baby. We're going to be talking about content, what is feeling fun, exciting, spicy this week, this moment, this day, this year. So... You know, I, I, I didn't know exactly where to start with this because there's so many things that I'm buzzing about these days. And quite honestly, to pick one felt tricky. And so I I think I am going to pick a lane here, but I might divulge into separate lanes, multi-lanes. But, you know, that's why I'm keeping this podcast free form. We're keeping it open-ended because I just want nature to call me and pull me in whatever direction she comes in and take you guys with me. We'll see how it goes, you know. I have I have made the mistake of trying to, to fit myself into a box in previous projects, previous creative endeavors, and um, quite honestly, it makes me freak out. <laughs> I, I choose one thing one week. It feels great. I feel motivated. I stay up all night because I can't stop thinking about how great this idea is. I make an announcement to the world that this is the way I'm doing things now, and then a month later or even sooner a week later or hell if I'm really incredible six months later I have a full-on panic attack because I'm like that's not me anymore I can't do that anymore I don't know what I was thinking telling the world that I was going to be that way and then I collapse into a crisis so that's just a fun little fact about me right right out of the gate but I'm going to try and not do that with this project and just let this be what it is and kind of just be an extension of my Instagram or like my online presence, just long form chatter and fun and exploration on certain topics. And then we close the door, we move on. You know, who knows? Next week I might be like, okay, I'm going to do investigative journalism and I might be out interviewing people on the street. Next week after that, I might be like, you know what? This is a science podcast now and I'm going to learn all about sea otters. I don't know. Right now, It's just going to be about the hot content of the moment, what's got me vibing and buzzing and ready to chat. So sit down, pull out some tea if you want, hot tea, cold tea, whatever you need, buzzy tea, or not buzzy tea, what is it called? Here in LA, they sell um, hoppy tea, hoppy tea. It's like brewed beer tea anyways i'm sure that's probably everywhere not just la but grab your hoppy tea and sit your butt down and let's relax i hope that you're enjoying your day wherever you are i feel honored to be in your ears and um let's be friends okay so thank you for listening here we go episode one hot cont hot cont hot cont hot cont (laughs) okay so, I know what you're wondering. What is she going to say? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering, too. Um, no. Okay, this is what we're going to talk about. Love Island Bay Bay. Oof. 
maybe a big swing for me to just like jump onto a podcast and be like, let's talk about Love Island, but also not a big swing because everyone's talking about it. You know, it feels like people in every corner of my life are like, oh my God, have you watched Love Island? And I'm like, oh my God, I was going to ask you the same thing. I just devoted 60 flipping hours to this TV show. Wow. It feels like we're family now. Of course, I want to talk about it. Like, I truly feel like I just lived in a separate life for 60 hours and popped out and like, oh, I need to talk about it, you know? Oh, oh. Okay, so let's start things out with me saying clearly Love Island UK season eight, I believe is what I just watched, you know, with Davide, Tasha, etc. That's that's the season I'm talking about. That's the only point of reference I have for this. I did not watch Love Island before. Okay, so I'm going to just do a quick little like history of me (laughs) because it's super important. It's not, but to make this personal, you know, we're sitting at coffee, we're discussing, you need to know who I am. So I, I used to be the kind of gal, let's say like back in 2000, oh, excuse me. Um, hmm, I don't know, a few years ago, back in a few years ago and beyond, I was pretty, um, judgmental about reality TV. And I don't really know why, because I grew up watching quite a bit of reality TV. I loved MTV Real World. I loved Jersey Shore. I loved a lot of that kind of crap TV. But I think whenever it involved romance, I was like, Ugh, who, who watches that? Why? And I feel judgmental of you. And I'm sorry to admit that out loud, because woof, I am in it now, girl. It all started with the pandemic. I didn't watch much TV before the pandemic. If I did, it was like a good series, a throwback rom-com from the 90s, yada, yada. I really wasn't watching too much TV. Oh, and of course, The L Word. I I watched The L Word and I watched The Office on repeat. But (laughs) I guess my point of me not watching too much TV is falling short fast. But I didn't just like sit around for hours and watch reality TV. That was not a thing in my practice. COVID came around and I think much like half of... America or the planet, whoever has TVs in their home, started watching a lot more TV. And I started watching Bachelor Universe. And boy, did that suck me in. Um, I need to just like exhale about it because I, I just didn't think that people that I liked watched that show and again this this all is me showing my worst colors it's it's bad judgment I was just like people who are like cool interesting people don't watch The Bachelor you know but then I found out my cool co-workers at the time did watch The Bachelor and they were all like queer punk rock cool people and I was like you guys watch The Bachelor and they were like oh yeah we watch it so much we're obsessed we even like bet on it we do the tournament thing and I was like what like in what world have I been existing in I didn't even know that was a thing So, of course, I'm like, okay, if these cool queer punk people are doing it, I'm going to do it. So then it also was the same exact week that lockdown happened. So I'm like, oh, perfect. I can just catch up on The Bachelor. It was a wild thing. I was truly like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This feels like I am watching an alternative reality to the one I live in. And I don't know why I feel like I'm so different than these people on this show, but I truly feel like I am. And maybe it's just the fact that I'm not hetero you know, and haven't been for a long time that I watch these hetero people and the way they speak and act. And at first I'm like, what? (laughs) 
people live like this still? Sorry, no shade to you heteros out there. It's just the specific brand of the bachelorette and bachelor culture shocked me at first. Now, fast forward to me now, 2022, it's been, what, two years since then? I have watched every single minute of Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise content that has come out since then. I have gone from watching with curiosity as an outsider, watching with joy and glee as like a commentator and being like, this is so funny. Ah, ha, ha. I'm nothing like these people to going straight into the core of bachelor nation itself, becoming a proud member of bachelor nation, listening to the podcasts of bachelor, bachelor nation. And, you know, watching YouTube clips. I know the details of what's going on. I haven't fully graduated to Reddit level bachelor and thank God I'm really trying to hold back on that. But that's where I am now. Within these last two years, I've also stepped out into the world of reality dating television in other, in other levels. I loved Love is Blind, especially season two. Woof, the drama on that was good. I've watched 90 Day Fiance. That gets me, in, that gets me into a little bit of a spiral of a headspace, to be honest. I love it. I also feel very sad. I feel confused. I feel like I'm being played sometimes, but mostly I feel sad. So yeah, that's, we're not talking about that on this podcast today, but I, you know, my point is with all of this, I've graduated from novice to absolute varsity level reality TV, romantic TV, dating TV champion. Now, I had never watched Love Island, and the only reason was is because I just didn't know if I really needed to commit myself to another dating TV show because I already feel like my membership as a Bachelor Nation fan, member, etc., was taking up too much of my life and too much of my personality for me to feel cool about myself anymore. <laughs> it's like, do I really need to talk about this or think about this or think about other people or shows like this for another second of my life no i'm ruined i'm I'm ruining my brain i think yet my coworkers now at this new job were like girl you've got to watch love island and i you know i guess i'm a sucker for peer pressure as soon as somebody says that to me i'm like oh i have to you're right sure okay yeah and then i go home and i watch it boom i'm hooked now we're finally caught back up love island Whoa, what a commitment, right? More than anything else, like really more than anything else. And it's different than anything else, at least from what I've watched. In, in the sense alone that it is a full-time job to be committed to watching this show. Whew. You know, I thought The Bachelor airing once a week for an hour and a half, two hours was already absurd. This is what, an hour a night? Plus the After Sun show, plus unseen bits. And it goes on for months. It's shocking. When I started, I was like, oh, great. This will be a nice week-long binge. What, I, what a novice mistake. <laughs> that was insane. And then, you know, I'm watching and I'm like, this moves pretty slow. Like, I really, I don't know if I need to watch this show. The first couple episodes, I'm like, eh. It's not that interesting. It's like interesting in concept, but I'm not totally grabbed. But then, boom, they throw bombshells in the house and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'm in. I am strapped in, I've got my popcorn, I am looking on Twitter, I am like ready to get in it. 
you know, and then here we are. I've now finished the whole thing and I'm obsessed with everybody. I feel like I'm in a marriage with all of them. I am defensive of them. I feel protective of them. I have a lot of opinions about everything and mostly I miss them. (laughs) So here we are. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. So spoilers ahead. If people haven't watched the whole thing, if you haven't watched Love Island, I honestly, you know, like I just said, hard to recommend watching it now. Like it's such an intense game of catch up. I think it would be a really cool show to watch if we were in the UK and watching as it goes on and you can vote and participate and you're just watching it for an hour a night, like football with your family or like watching it over dinner. Way more casual if you're like caught up. But going back in time and trying to, to watch it without spoilers up until now is like truly in my eyes right now. I wish you could see are popping out of my head. Like it's it's a job. <laughs> okay, so where do I even begin? Basically, I think it's a very fun experiment. I think it's fun in the sense that fun does seem to be a little bit more focused. You know, it is a little bit more of the the thing. The bread and the butter is not just the romance. It's also the friendships. It's the living in this cool villa together and you're like out at a pool and you're just kind of relaxing. Like there's so much relaxing going on that I think this of all dating shows feels like I would actually want to do that. Like I caught myself thinking that so many times of like, God, get me on this vacation where I'm just like hanging out with my bros and my gals and I'm making jokes and just lounging in the sun and getting so tan and making the best friends of my life and sleeping in and cuddling and occasionally having some champagne and doing these weird challenges that are sexually driven, but they're also just stupid and like, you know, what a low bar for like a TV show. And it goes on for months. Like what a break you're getting from reality. So in that regard, I think it's great. Like sign me up. I would love to just be there. If I was a single girl, like I would be there just kind of having fun, making so many friends, trying to make everybody laugh until like I died because that's what I do. I would be in a setting like that and I would just want everyone's approval. And I don't know if I would actually, how I would do in the dating realm, but I think I would just love the experiment of like going away to camp with a bunch of adults. Okay. Now, I also love the bombshells of it all. I love how dramatic it gets. I love that they are intentionally injecting drama all the time. And then the way that they like make them react to things like, I've got a text and everyone has to yell all the time. And then also like the countdowns of when people are going to get voted out and the way everyone has to very intensely read one line off of their phone. Even the sound of the damn text notification starts to feel important to you. You're like, oh, you hear that sound and it's like, I don't know. All of a sudden that sound means something to us as viewers. And it's like, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. It's scary, but also kind of turns me on. I don't know. And just the drama of it all, like them sitting around the fire pit and standing there and they make this wait and wait and wait with these giant pauses. And it's like, come on. But also I'm loving it. I'm loving the suspense. I'm loving Luca Bish. I'm loving his eyes looking around the fire pit, looking pissed off. But also he's like conniving some who knows who knows what's going on behind those eyes but you know what i'm talking about if you've seen it he's just kind of got these eyes and uh the drama the suspense okay so 
I'm just going to talk about who I liked, who I didn't, etc. Starting at us off, very quick. Luca, Luca walked in and I was like, that's my guy. I don't know what it was. I think, first of all, I'll be honest, his tattoos, his look, I liked. I was like, okay, it's giving, it's giving artsy, but also fuckboyish. He's giving, like, ch- cheeky, cheeky chappy, cheeky chappy bro, funny, life at the party, cocky, a little too like, cocky in some moments, but also kind of charming in other moments. And I was like, okay, I'm vibing with him immediately. Girls, it took me a little while to figure out who I liked. I think I liked Paige right out of the the bat. She just was, like, pleasant and nice. And I was like, she looks kind of like the full package. Um, okay, so that was, like, my starting two. And then they ended up being partnered off together. But I was like, I don't know if that makes sense too much, but whatever. And then, whew, I realize I need to take a breath. Mm. Fast forward to the end. I think me, just like everybody else, fell in love with, with Davide and Ekansu, which was kind of a wild ride. And I think that's why everyone's buzzing to talk about this show is because I think liking Ekansu and Davide was a little bit confusing for everybody. And instead of projecting continuously, I will just speak to myself and how I felt. At first, Ekansu, I was like, okay, this girl's here to start drama. She's fun. She's sassy. Like, she whatever she's like I'm not here to make friends I'm just here to like find my man and she was pulling eyes from everybody everybody's heads were turning for Eck and Sue I was like okay she's trouble love it but also like I say that and also morally I'm like I don't love her I just like like that she's good for TV and Davide you know he didn't strike me at the beginning as someone that I was going to really like he um, he's gorgeous obviously that goes without being said but I don't know. I don't typically, like, find the guy that's, like, the most ripped and, like, clean cut that interesting. Sorry. Maybe it's because I'm gay. (laughs) But his accent was interesting, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed listening to him talk, because I was like, oh, what is he saying? (laughs) Um... So I think what was fascinating for viewers was the ride of the two of them. They, they clash at the beginning after they like first fall for each other a little, that was wild. You know, you're an actress, liar. Well, that wasn't very good. I'll have to practice that, but, um, liar. Anyways, that was fun. Great moment for TV. But then really at the end, I was like in love with them, in love with them as a couple, in love with them as individuals blown away by Ekansu because what a character arc for her, huh? Like, I think we all saw it. And this is, I, I keep saying generally we all, because the few people I have spoken to about Love Island agree with me on this. Like, Ekansu started off as this bad bitch. She went through some crazy, like, humbling moments of making mistakes and having to learn from them and realizing she has feelings for this guy and, like, in order to get him, she has to, like, own her mistakes and be humble and do better and, like, be soft. Then they have this, like, charming, cute, weird thing where they can, like, bicker and fight one minute. And then they're, like, giggling and sweetly, like, cuddling the next. And you're, you're like, what is going on? But it makes so much sense. And uh, uh. and then we get to the end where Ek and Sue's, like, making making me realize 
she's funny. You know, she's funny. She's a girl's girl. She was cheering all the girls up. She was going hard for her girls. Like, I loved hearing her amp everybody else up. She has this kind of maternal, nurturing side, which, newsflash, is my... It's what I find most attractive in a person, I think, is this, like, nurturing thing, which is, you know, that's my baggage. You can you can do some own... You, you can do your own deciding of what that means. But yeah, when Ek and Sue started becoming maternal and like sweet to the other girls, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I love her. And then Davide, like once he started to like finally let his guard down and be like, okay, yeah, I like her. What a cute, charming boy he became too. He had some real nasty moments though. And I don't want to let that slide during the whole movie night thing, which by the way, the most toxic thing of that show was that movie night. But he said some nasty things and I was like, okay, are we just going to let that slide? But then I'm like, is this a language thing? Is he just being an asshole because he like can't speak English very well? I don't know. Anyways, that's a sidebar. But yeah, basically I fell in love with Ek and Sue and, and Davide. And then when they had their final date surrounded by those candles and the music and the way they were looking at each other and just like the softness of all the things that were not being said and them just like smiling with each other. Like, ugh. I was sitting at my computer for real, teary-eyed, grinning, like, you know that meme? I actually posted it on Twitter. There's, like, a girl holding her phone, watching TV on her phone, like, sobbing into her blanket with, like, heart emojis all around it. That was me. I was like, what is happening? I feel so in love with their love in this moment, and what a surprise that is. So anyways, when they won... Sorry, spoiler, but we're going there. I I was not surprised. I was happy. It made sense. They were incredible TV. They had such a ride. Good for them. And it's been so fun watching them post-show because they are, like, really awkward, kind of, you know, on, on the internet at least. Like, they're kind of dorky, and I love that. I love that they're just, like, pure in themselves. The Italian stallion and the Turkish delight taking over the world. And while we're on the subject, Ekin Sue is in L.A. right now. And I'm freaking out because she just posted, um, well, I don't know. It was two days ago, I think, but I just saw it, that she was eating dinner at a restaurant right by my house. So right after this podcast, I'm probably going to throw my stuff in a bag, run down the street and see if I can find her let her know that I think she's that she's got depth and I appreciate that (laughs) okay I need to take a sip of water okay on to the other couples oh god I thought I was gonna like be able to wrap this up short and I just I'm gonna be talking about this for four hours I think I've got to figure it out but um I thought I thought it was interesting how hated Tasha and um, what's his name? Andrew were. I didn't really get that. I felt sad for them. Maybe it's just because I'm pretty sensitive and like, I don't want to call myself an empath, but you know, when I see somebody hurting the way Tasha was hurting over and over again, I was like, oh, poor girl. I think in the past I've been judgmental of people like that, but for whatever reason, I'm, I think maybe it's growth. <laughs> I feel maybe not. I don't know. I'm just like immediately like playing devil's advocate to myself. I don't know what it is, but something about Tasha and Andrew made me feel a little bit of a bleeding heart. I felt like 
I can imagine if I was on that show and I repeatedly was being told by the public that I was in their, I was their least favorite on the show, that would for sure get to me. I mean, I'm not going to say that it does for everybody. Some people have self-confidence up the Yahoo and that doesn't matter to them, but I am not one of those people. I am insecure. I think I am insecure enough, at least that getting feedback like that over and over and also feedback from the people in the house that they don't like you would knock me down big time. (laughs) And people were like, so rude to Tasha about that. Both her friends in, or like the boys in the house and people online. And I was like, this poor girl, like, uh, I don't know. We all make mistakes. She didn't really know what she was doing. She was keeping her options open. I feel like for whatever reason, everyone got so mad at Tasha for keeping her options open when everybody kind of was doing that basically besides Luca like and then the way that whole um uh, casa what's it called oh no casa amor I think that's what it's called shoot it's been a couple weeks I can't even remember but when that all went down and the new girls came in and were telling Andrew like Tasha's been talking so much shit behind her back or like you don't know what she's saying about you I was like what the fuck no no, don't do that. Don't do that, you nasty girls. I hated that. And I hated that all the boys were harping on him so hard, saying that Tasha's using him. I don't know. Maybe I'm soft. I just thought that whole thing was nasty. And, like, if the two of them were just left to their own devices, they would be fine. But this is a weird, tricky situation. And look, listen to me getting all heated. <laughs> I think they deserve some grace. And I'm glad they ended up back together. And I'm glad they figured it out. And honestly, it's probably good that they had that whole fallout because I think it does make people stronger and it makes you realize what you want. And she clearly was someone that struggled with knowing what she wanted. And girl, I've been there. I am someone that in my past has struggled with knowing what I want. I'm really bad at making decisions. And that comes into my love life, in my personal life, in the smallest decisions of a day, period. Sometimes I get really overwhelmed by the what ifs of everything. And so maybe that's why I empathize with Tasha so much. But in the end, happy for them. Happy that she secured the bag. She made a bunch of money getting out. She got some sort of eBay deal, which like who knew eBay was doing deals, but like good for her. And Andrew just being cute on the internet. Love, love, love. And that's my hot take because a lot of people didn't like them. And I feel like I had to speak up. Okay, great. Um, Loved Luca and Gemma, but yeah, towards the end, that got a little dicey. I didn't know how to, like, love, love that. Also, um, Gemma being 19, someone... Oh, oh, I should say this. I am... On Instagram yesterday, I told everyone that I am going to be discussing Love Island. I didn't say what I was doing or how I was doing it, so surprise, this is how I'm doing it. Um, But some people did write some questions, and one of them was... Why put a 19-year-old on the show? Have you even tried to find love? You're 12. (laughs) Which, LOL, I agree with. I was quite surprised by how young all of these people were, to be honest. Um, I think there was, like, one person that was 30 or close to 30, but mostly they were all younger 20s. And, I mean, that's fine. Like, we all get in relationships in our 20s. But, um, yeah, the seriousness of it at a 19 year old, I can, I can kind of agree that like, that's young, but you know, teach their own. We all were doing all sorts of dating things at 19, just probably not on TV shows, you know, 
But like I told you all at the beginning, Luca was my boy from the jump. You know, he had some he had some stuff come up towards the end that wasn't great behavior and I I had to switch my stance a little bit and I will own that, okay? Okay. Someone else who wrote me something basically said exactly what I was just talking about regarding Ekansu. Ekansu had a beautiful villain arc and Tasha and Andrew are the toxic high school couple who shouldn't be together but keep getting back together because it's so fiery. Okay, and I just, I did my rant about Tasha and Andrew. I think I... I said enough there on that. Basically, I disagree, etc. But Ekansu, yes. Villain arc, hero arc, we love to see it. Um, someone here said season six was the best because they were all just good friends. Well, that's amazing, and I'm sorry that I didn't see it. Um, someone else said season three was the best. I guess I have to go back and watch all the seasons. But again, like, I will not have a life. And then someone wrote, have you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> Which is hilarious. And yes, of course I've seen Breaking Bad. It was one of the best TV shows ever to hit hit the screen. I loved it. I think about it often and I want to watch it again. Okay. So while I said that, I guess I should just announce that going forward, when I'm talking about a specific subject like Love Island, I will go on my Instagram and say, hey, send me your thoughts, questions, and feelings about Love Island. Boom. And it's anonymous, so you don't have to feel worried that I'm going to know who you are. It's anonymous. It's going to be okay. Okay, so anyways, and my Instagram is at Hal Hoff. I want to try and wrap this up because I don't want this to be that long, and I've already gone on quite a rant, but some things that I thought were really fun. The yellow beanbag theory. That was fun. I liked that. I liked that there was, like, a conspiracy happening there, and um, loved that. Someone who I think deserved more respect. Antigone. I love Antigone. And I was so bummed when the boys sent her home. Even though I kind of understood it, I also didn't. And I think that was sad. And um, she just didn't get enough time. And she was so cool. When she first showed up, I was like, oh, this girl is like, her image is a bold statement. Like, I don't know anyone like her. She looks like a mermaid. Um, she's, She's strong as hell. Like, her body just looks like ripped. But she's dressed like a mermaid, gypsy woman with this, like, big hair. And she's got the smile that lights up her whole face. I was like, who is this girl? And her name's Antigone. Like, wild. And then she's funny. She's dancing. She's charming. She turns out she's, like, a professional singer. All in all, I just was really impressed with Antigone and really sad to see her go. Um, Charlie, that guy that came, ugh, didn't care for him. He was, like, weird. He was fine. Like, didn't have much going for him. And I guess I shouldn't say that should just keep my mouth shut. Jay. I loved because he looked just like my cousin, like total doppelganger of my cousin. And that made me feel warm for him in my heart. Um, who else? Oh, Jax was a bit of a mess. I cried when he left. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think I just cry when people cry on TV, but especially when Luca cried, I was like, Oh God, like not boys crying on TV. I'm crying. But, you know, and I felt kind of sad that he left at first. I wanted him to redeem himself. I wanted him to do better. And I was, like, invested in that. But, you know, all in all, maybe it was the right thing for him. And I think it was the right thing for Paige. You know, she's now got Adam Collard. Adam Collard by her side. And he's, you know, I think he's the kind of guy that most straight girls love. So that makes sense. And he seems fine. He's, like, handsome and charming and 
whatever. What else? Um, Dami and India, I liked. I think Dami's like fun, and I think if I'm if I were to say that I'm most like any of the people in Love Island, I'd probably say I'm like him. However, I didn't love his behavior a lot of the time, especially in the Casa Amor days. Um, and following that, he was a little bit piggy. But I think generally, I you know I identify a little bit with him. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess maybe that's my Love Island takes for the moment. I um, I really could talk about it forever, but I'm just trying to focus on what might be most interesting to people, and I'm kind of losing, I'm losing myself a little bit in this this rant. So, um, what I will say is, I want them to do a Love Island that I can go on in my relationship, and like. Oh, maybe, maybe I would like to be the host, but like be in there all the time. You know, I don't want to be dating people, but I want to be there and hang out and be a part of the goss, be a part of the hang, be able to jump in the pool. Oh, that's what the other thing. They need to jump in the pool more on that show. Like I get it. Girls are in makeup and you've got microphones, but like get in the water. Like all you're doing all day is sitting by the pool. And then at night you're dressed up by the pool. Like, and no one's really going in the pool. I've always found that kind of frustrating. Like if there's a pool, I'm going in it 99% of the time, you know, and maybe they just like, aren't like me, but especially if I had bodies like any of them, they're all just like ripped and tiny and like looking great. Like I'd be swimming and just floating on my back and like cocktail in hand, even though it seems like they're not allowed to drink on the show. I read something online cause I was so curious about it that said they only allowed one drink a day, which, oh. I was like, that must be a, a UK thing, because if this was in America, they would be pouring shots down their throats, <laughs> just like they do on The Bachelor. Hot take. Did you know that? They get those people on The Bachelor wasted. Hmm. Sad. Sad, kind of. Also kind of funny, kind of fun, whatever. I would probably want a couple shots if I was on any of these shows. But anyways, that's me. So um, tonight is Bachelor night. I'm back to batch. We're going to talk about batch for a second. You know, I, I'm feeling pretty dull about this season of the bachelorettes, though. I love these two girls so much. I care about them deeply, which is kind of the first time I've ever felt like I care about the leads or like the people on the show. Like usually I'm just watching it and I'm like choosing my favorites and kind of laughing. And really, I just got into the bachelor to be a part of the internet culture. The memes on Twitter are so funny that, it's truly the reason to watch. But this is like a little bit more of a sincere season. I think just like the premise of two bachelorettes who were like scorned by the, the previous lead. Um, it just set it up to be a little bit more emotional. And because it's a totally new system with two girls and like the boys all kind of having to pick who they want and it being a little bit of a mess has made it a little bit more... Yeah, I guess just emotional and kind of messy, therefore not as fun to watch. But I love Gabby. Everything she says is so funny. I think that she's great. And more bachelorettes like Gabby, please. She seems like a real person and someone that I could be friends with and someone that everyone could be friends with. She seems relatable and great and like honest. We love her. We stan Gabby. Rachel, I love too. I had a 
I ha- she's my TV crush, which I haven't had many of those lately. <laughs> so me going into this season, I was like, whoa, this is going to be interesting watching my TV crush date all these men. And honestly, uh, I don't know if she's as much my TV crush anymore, but I still feel like I care about her a lot. And I just think that her guys are not great. Like she's been kind of dealt a shitty hand. I liked a couple of them, but I don't think any of them are that great. But her breakup last week with Tyler, oh, to anyone that watched, oh, did it hurt? Because it hurt me. It felt like someone stuck a knife in my tummy and just kept twisting it. My goodness. Poor guy. (laughs) Poor guy with, with a body of gold. My goodness. Like, who knew that he had abs like that under his shirt? It was shocking when he took his shirt off. And then he was just, he had such a sweet little face, like a little boy. And then so pure, you know, I feel like someone that loves that way is so rare and I don't get it. I'm not like that. I've never, I'm not good at love, you guys. (laughs) To love like that boy did, bleeding heart. And he just got his heart ripped out (laughs) on TV. Oh, on the boardwalk. It was so sad and hard to watch, but you know, good luck to him out there. Good luck. I hope that they send him on Bachelor in Paradise and that he finds someone lovely and sincere there. And by the way, when that comes on, when that airs, I can't wait to be podcasting about that. So to anyone that's listening and doesn't like this, I'm sorry. (laughs) I meant to say doesn't like reality TV, but I just kind of took a turn there. But don't worry. I'm not going to only talk about reality TV. This is just what's on my mind right now. I am. I just needed to get some opinions out about Love Island and I will always have opinions about Bachelor, but there probably won't be that many hot takes for me to bring here. And I don't even know if I had hot takes today. I'm feeling really, um, I'm feeling like maybe I just rambled about nonsense and didn't really have a hot take, but It's the hot cont for me this week was just finally doing a wrap up discussion around Love Island and and discussing The Bachelor and just my obsession with reality TV and how it's become a full on personality for me now. And sometimes I hate that. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I just need an outlet to discuss it. So this is going to be that every once in a while. And, you know, next week, I'm probably going to talk about Beyonce's Renaissance, my other current obsession. There's no way for me to put them both on the same pod. I would have to talk for seven hours. No one wants that. No one wants that. But girl, Renaissance album of the year. Maybe I will even go as far as saying album of the decade. I'm obsessed. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Well, that'll do it for today. Um, As always, I can't say as always, this is my first pod. Um, This is how I'm going to wrap it up going forward, okay? Please find me on the internet, specifically Instagram, at Hal Hoff. That's where I will be posting questions. And I would love any sort of engagement there because then it makes me feel less like I'm talking to myself and more like I'm answering your questions. So start brewing on your thoughts, questions, feelings about Beyonce's renaissance And let's chat about it next time. Thank you for tuning in with me on this first ever episode of Hot Cont. I hope that this cont was hot for you. Wink, wink. And I hope that if you 
don't know me, you now feel like you know me a little bit and maybe you'll return for another one. If not, I totally understand. <laughs> okay. See you later. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.